Welcome to the Million Dollar Body Podcast with your host, Nate Palmer. Welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Body Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Palmer. Today, we're going to be talking about how to upgrade your mental hardware. And what I mean by this when I say mental hardware is I'm, we're talking about how can you start to go from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. This is a question I had asked people on Facebook the other day. I said, what's the, what's the first step? And the unanimous answer came back as you have to decide that you want it. Okay. And um, my friend, Ann had said, listen, as humans, our superpower is being able to choose. And so we have exercised that superpower on a daily basis. So if you, if you want to change, you just have to choose to change. Okay. But chances are, if you're listening to this podcast right now, then you've already made that choice. You already want to be above average. You already want to be excellent and dominant and just do better at everything that you're doing in your life. So past choosing, now what's the next step? We had a lot of amazing answers. John Berghoff said, get into nature. Then, and I think it's hundred percent right. Um, Jason Archer said, Humble yourself. Realize that you're not necessarily the smartest or the best, especially at first, so you can start becoming a more a person whose intelligence is not fixed, but you actually can get smarter. Okay. So first of all, what's a growth mindset and why is it even important? And what is that, how does that relate to our mental hardware? Basically, um, a fixed mindset is is someone who thinks that I have X amount of points of intelligence and it's not going anywhere. I am, I'm not good at push-ups. I'll never be good at push-ups, and I'm, that's how life is going to be. I can't handle technology. I, never, I don't know how to use my phone. It's just hard. And that's not necessarily true. So as a growth mindset is going to be someone who, on a daily, weekly basis, understands that their intelligence level is not fixed. Their, their abilities aren't fixed. They can stand to improve on anything they set their mind to. So. That's, that's the biggest difference, and that's why this is really important, is upgrading your mental hardware. Is, after you've made that choice, like, yes, I want to go from a fixed to a growth mindset. I want to do better in my life. The next step there is changing the words that you use. So that's an important concept and something that I don't think gets, gets enough, enough talk, especially when we're talking about fitness and nutrition. We talk a lot about how do you train and what are you eating and change your body, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of this stuff starts in your mind. A lot of the transformation that people experience, you know, many people on my programs will go through a great physical transformation, but most of them will say that it wasn't until they made the mental transformation that they're able to actually have the physical transformation and not only have it, but keep it, sustain it. So what does that have to do with growth mindset and how do we start that process? Well, today on the podcast, I want to talk about words that we should stop saying and then words that we should keep saying or ways we should start phrasing things because of our subconscious mind. And the way the subconscious mind works is amazing. Okay. It's this super powerful computer that we just exists in the back of our brain and helps us with things, but it's but doesn't have a conscience. It doesn't really have a filter. So, for example, I'll give you two examples of how the subconscious mind works. Number one, um, my wife bought a 2008 orange, burnt orange Honda Fit. She calls it the Mystic Turd. And ever since she's owned this car, I live in a world 
filled with mystic turds. I see them everywhere because my subconscious mind, particularly my reticular activating system or RIS is attuned to these cars. So I notice them. I, so like when I'm driving, I'm like, oh, is that Lindsay? No, I'm, I'm driving. I'm driving it right now. Oh, is that? Oh, no, I'm still in this car. But I, now I see them everywhere because I'm thinking about them. I'm noticing them. That's just where my mind goes because of this, the, the filter I've already put on myself. So if you, if you have a filter in mind, which is I think negative thoughts about myself and about other people, I'm always gossiping, I have an, I'm optimistic, whatever that looks like, then that's the way you're going to start seeing the world. That's what your brain is going to start bringing to the forefront because you know, we're seeing thousands and thousands of bits of information at a, at a time. Our brain can't possibly process every little piece of information that we're taking in all the time. So essentially, your brain has to prioritize. What are we going to look at? What are we going to see? What are we going to notice? And it processes and it, and it prioritizes based on the filters that you give it. So if your reticular activating system is attuned to uh, burnt orange Honda Fits, you're going to see a lot of them. Um, if, it's, if it's attuned more to, to being pretty, pretty negative about, you know, the weather or other drivers, you're going to see a lot more of those things. You're going to notice the negative side, the side of life. Okay. So the other example is that when we, uh, when you're, when you're talking to your brain, your subconscious mind, it doesn't really necessarily know the word no. So all it really knows is what you tell it. So if you're like thinking about, thinking about like, I like to mountain bike. So if I'm out on a mountain bike trail and all I'm thinking about is don't hit the rock, don't hit the rock, don't hit the rock, don't hit the rock, don't hit the tree, don't hit the tree. Then all my brain is, see, is hearing is hit the rock, hit the rock, hit the rock, hit the tree, hit the tree, hit the tree. Because my focus goes to the to rock or goes to the tree, it doesn't stay on the trail. If my focus is center of the trail, center of the trail, center of the trail, then that's where my tire goes and that's where I follow it because that's where my attention is going. So where your attention goes, your energy flows is, is such a true uh, platitude, but it's, it really makes a lot of sense when you think about that's the instruction that you're giving to your subconscious mind. So your subconscious mind doesn't hear the word no, and all it knows is where that attention is going. So if you want to have your attention on, oh man, the weather is so crappy today. Oh, these drivers are so stupid. Oh, I can never get anything right. My boss is such a jerk. Then that's where you're going to start seeing more and more and more results. Okay, so let's think about that again. If you are thinking about the negative things, you're gonna see a lot more results. Your, your subconscious mind is gonna bring you results, but they're all gonna be negative because that's where your attention is. Contrary, if you have an optimistic outlook, which is not necessarily like everything is sunshine and rainbows all the time, but you're like, I'm choosing to see the positives and things. Hey, it's a, I'm stuck in traffic. Great news. I get to listen to more of this awesome audio book. Oh, it's raining outside. I, I don't get to have the picnic. Well, that's awesome because I didn't want to water my plants anyways today. If you, kind of, if you can start processing things and always putting a positive spin on things, your brain is going to bring you more positivity. It's going to bring you more opportunities. And it's going to stop seeing things as challenges and disappointments and start seeing them more as opportunities for excellence and growth. So it's a small change, but it starts with the language we use. So since you're listening to the Million Dollar Body podcast, I'm assuming that average is below you and you want to be exceptional. So let's talk about words that we can stop using today to start being more exceptional, okay? So I wanna start by talking about, kind of I'll go, my, 
I'll use the, the talk about the four weasel words as talked about by Dave Asprey. Dave is the founder of the Bulletproof Executive, Bulletproof Diet, Bulletproof Coffee, Bulletproof whatever. He's a, he's got a lot of ideas about things. I agree with most of them. He's a, it's a little extreme sometimes. So, um, but he, these are the four words that he says that you should stop using as they start to like transform your brain and start looking for the negative sides of things. So I'm going to go through these and just I give you a little bit of more of my take on things and can, and talk some more about words that I think you should stop using afterwards. So number one word is bad. Oh, the number four word. Let's work up. Stop saying bad to yourself. Stop ascribing a value to something that is essentially meaningless. Okay. So if you go, man, it's raining outside. This rain is so bad. I just don't like it. Well, that's not true. It's not bad because what's might be bad for you is that you're not going to get be able to go outside and do your run or go on a picnic or whatever else but hey it might be putting out a forest fire up north it might be helping you water your plants it might be like you might be in a drought in california rain is never bad right so like when you start saying oh that's bad and you start being like that's black and white and i've chosen the negative version of things you close yourself off you put yourself in a box and you don't allow yourself to be open-minded towards anything else much more, it's much more true and um, engaging to be like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, I've never thought about it like that before. When you start feel, when you start talking in ways like that, you can actually open yourself up to having more opportunities, thinking about things a little bit differently. And then it, and when you're, now you're not looking for things that are bad, essentially. We're actually starting to create um, a, just a different outlook on things because no longer does it have to be good or bad, it can simply be, and you could also simply be, and it doesn't have to be a thing, right? So when you're like, that's bad, then, then you're like, well, that, like, you're changing your own, your own physiology, your own emotional state because of an external thing. And that's, that's not where you want to be. That's not the person you would like to be, I'm assuming, is someone who's obviously and deeply impacted by everything going on around them. Um, I think you should be the person who creates their own internal environment and your atmosphere should transcend things being bad or good because at the end of the day, optimism isn't, isn't about like, oh, everything's so amazing. It's about knowing that your emotions are come and go. You've got highs and you have lows and both of them pass. And it doesn't matter if you think, oh, this is the best moment of my life. That shit's going to pass. If you're like, man, this sucks. It's so stupid. I hate it. It's bad. Well, that's going to pass too. And eventually, you'll end up kind of back in the middle. So if you can just realize that your internal, your environment is not, it's not the law. It's not logical all the time. And it doesn't necessarily mean anything. It doesn't have any intrinsic power. Then you can start dictating how you, how you show up, how you react, and how you receive the inputs because everything is just an input right it's not necessarily it doesn't have meaning until you give it meaning because until you give it context this rain is bad this rain is good okay the next word try i'm gonna try hey do a push-up i'll try to do a push-up try is telling yourself i'm letting myself off the hook i'm actually i'm like i'm already signing myself up to fail before i start on this process so tr think about it like this if you are if you are coming into your it's the holidays you're gonna go see your mom you go mom i'm gonna be at the airport at 6 30 on friday night can you pick me up and she goes yeah sure i'll try you'd be like 
well, come on, mom, are you going to do it or are you not going to do it? Should I just get an Uber? Just let me know. Like, tell me what's the score. Oh, I'll try to pick you up. Yo, that does not instill any confidence in me. I do not appreciate it. So that's the same thing as like when you say, oh, I'll try to get there. I'll try to get it done. I'll try to do this exercise. You're already being like, but I'm probably not going to be able to do it. So it's just bullshit. Okay. It's not, it's not true that you're, and it's also not like, it's not fair to whoever you're talking to either, either shit or get off the pot, right? Either do it or don't do it. There is no try. Yoda, whatever. I think I messed that quote up. But you don't see what I'm saying here is that is that when you say I'll try, you've already committed to failure. Okay. You need to take a harder line and expect more of yourself. If you're the person who's listening to this podcast right now, that's probably who you are at your core is someone who does and who is action oriented, who is ready to, to take the next step to be great. So don't give yourself the out of the try. Don't give yourself the try. Okay. Next one is need. Ah oh, man, I need, I need to get in 10,000 more steps today. Oh man, I need that new Xbox. Oh, I need a raise at work. No, you don't. What you need is oxygen, water, and some food every few days. That's what you need. But when you tell your subconscious, I need, well, you're doing two things. Number one, really you're lying. You're telling yourself, I don't have enough. Scarcity mentality. So you're starting off with your, your brain. You're telling your brain, we are living in scarcity. And you don't want that. You want to live in abundance because when you have abundance, like all of us do, we all have way more than we need. Then you're actually opening yourself up to having more, to doing more, to being more. And you start seeing opportunities rather than places of need and scarcity. Okay. So it's just a, it's a, a healthier mental attitude. And number two, when you say you need something, you're just all, you're putting yourself in a place where you're like, oh, I, I don't have enough. I'm not going to be able to survive without this. You're telling your subconscious mind, in order to survive, I need a raise at work. I can't. I just can't. I just, well, I don't know how to do this. I don't, can't do it. So most of the things that we say we need in, a day to, in our day-to-day, -day, we don't actually need if we're looking at it from a factual, logical basis. Most of those things are are things we would like to have perhaps that would maybe improve our lives, maybe things that we would enjoy, but we don't need most of the things we say we need, okay? So don't tell yourself you need it if you don't need it. And this is a subtle one, right? This, is, this pops up all the time. So this takes, this takes time and effort to catch yourself in this. So just keeping these, on, keeping these on hand, making sure that you're remembering them, and then also just working every day on trying to get a little bit better at in, in terms of the way you speak to yourself, what you're saying to yourself, that sort of thing, okay? All right, and the last one, uh, I wanna say this one for last because this is my favorite, AKA least favorite. So this word, if you probably, you probably guess, it's can't, can't, I can't do something. I can't do a push-up. I can't figure out how to use my phone. I can't, I can't wrap my mind around this. I can't read a book. I can't do that homework. I, whatever it is, it, that it saying that you can't do something is unequivocal bullshit. Okay. You absolutely can. You just haven't taken the time to work enough on it. Right. So the first time you went to the gym, the first time you started playing a sport, could you, were you good at doing something like that? Were you good at bench pressing? Were you great at swinging a golf club? Absolutely not. 
you sucked at it. So this is why going back to like what the base piece about the growth mindset is you have to be willing to humble yourself to realize that the first time we try anything, we're going to be terrible at it. Right? So it's, so when you're telling yourself, I can't do a push-up, that is a complete and utter lie. And it's disrespectful to yourself to tell yourself that you wouldn't tell me, Oh, you can't do that. You'll never be able to do that. You've never been good with technology. You wouldn't talk to me like that. So why would you say that to yourself? Okay. Number two is that it's not about can or can't. It's about where is your focus? Are you giving yourself the opportunity to be good at something? Are you trying? Have you done any practice? Probably not. Okay. So when someone, when someone says, oh man, I can't do that thing. They're doing two things. They're, they're saying, number one, I'm living in a fantasy world where I am physically unable to do this thing and I'll never be able to do it. And I got to convince myself of that so I can hold on to these limitations. If you fight for your limitations, guess what? You get to keep them. Listen to that again. If you fight for your limitations, if you're always trying to convince people of your limitations, you get to keep that shit. You get to hold on to your limitations. You get to, you get to be limited. Congratulations. You win. Number two, you're trying to coerce whoever you're talking to in that, in that moment. Oh, I can't. I just can't do a push-up. I've never been able to do a pull-up. You're trying to coerce them and bring them into your fantasy world where you're like, do you agree with me? Can you corroborate that I'm also limited in my abilities? No, I will not corroborate that. I will not agree with you. And I'm, I will not be a part of this fantasy that you're trying to create for yourself to hold on to this limit, limiting belief, Okay. So number one, you're lying to yourself. And number two, you're, you're trying to get other people to lie to yourself for your benefit. And that's not cool. So you got to catch yourself when you say can't. And you got to reframe it. Because here's the difference, okay? I can't do a push-up is equally, if not less true, than I'm getting better at push-ups every time I try. In fact, if you, that, that statement is actually accurate. Well, this one is basically entire lie. So when you say those two things, not only is this more true, it actually is going to lend itself to the result that you want more often than not. You know, maybe you're not trying to be a beast at push-ups. Maybe you're not trying to get more fit. But when you say, I can't meal prep, I can't find time, I can't pay for that, I can't find the money, what you're doing is you're putting yourself into a box. Guaranteed, if you wanted it bad enough, you could do it. Now, this doesn't mean that like when someone's when your grandma's like, I can't use my phone. You'd be like, bullshit, grandma. You certainly can use your phone. Stop limiting beliefs. I'm, full, I'm fully in support of you calling people out for their, for their lack of like, belief in their own abilities, but you don't have to do it like that. Here's the, here's the more gentle way is when someone's like, hey, I don't know how to do that. I can't do that. You go, well, let me push back on that a little bit. I've seen you do this, this, and this at a very high level, grandma. So I'm certain that you're an intelligent enough person that if you were to spend a little bit more time practicing, you would be proficient, if not exemplary, at the activity you were just talking about. So you, I want you to be able to, when someone says, can't, I can't, can you, get, can you jump into my pity party? You raise your hand and be like, I'm actually not going to be involved with that. I'm not going to accept this, that, that excuse that you're making. I'm not going to corroborate and be a part of this fantasy that you're living in. Uh, in fact, I think that you are excellent in a lot of different ways. And that if you chose to be excellent in this way, you would be excellent as well. So I will not, I will not participate in your can't, in your can't excursion. So I want, I full, if you've ever worked with me as in any capacity or spent any time with me, 
and you said can't, you will, you'll know that I kind of bristle at that because it's you're asking for you're asking for my help in keeping your you limited, and I will not help you with that. So I want you to be uh, to to be able to pass that along to people that you love in your life, the people that you know that are excellent, the people that you know can do, be, and have more, but sometimes just speak to, of themselves negatively. So can't is that big is that big word that's really just putting yourself in this box and being like, woe is me, let's have a pity party about all the things that I'm not able to do. No, it's not that you can't play the violin, it's just that you haven't practiced. It's just that you haven't put the time or effort into. And you know what's more like you know what's more real than that is being like yo like can you play the violin? Nah, that's not a priority for me. That's so freeing and so empowering to be like not only can I like do I not have the ability to play the violin? It's just because I don't prioritize that. I'm doing other things. So that's such a like a, just a, just that change in your language from either I can't to it's not a priority or. Um, I can't to I'm improving at it every single every single time I practice or I try that is going to that can change your life right there so just remember that this is not a one-stop shop you just flip the switch and you're better at it this takes years and years and years and years and years to become a Jedi master at mastering your own mental um, dialogue at mastering the internal the internal dialogue you're having with yourself on a daily basis because you have to catch yourself fix it and then do it again, and then do it again, and then do it again, and then do it again. And it takes a long time. But once you get the hang of it, once you start feeling the results of how much your life is changing just based on the words that you're using, you won't want to stop and you will want to help other people around you get that get to that same level. So sometimes I can take it too far, to be totally honest with you, be a real dick to my friends and family when I'm like, no, you can't say can't around me. And I'm like, oh, I just said it. I just said it. So those are some of the words that I wanted, I wanted to talk about. The other ones I wanted to say was, um, I, think the, I think a word we use too often is but, is, or that being said. Both, both but and that being said both mean everything I said up until this point is kind of false, and now let me tell you the real thing. That's the same as no offense, but, or with all due respect, it's like, Watch this. I'm about to I'm about to say something super rude to you. With all due respect, your face looks like an atrocity. Whoa, that's pretty rude. How do you say it with all what I said with all due respect? It's like saying bless his heart after you say something super rude. That 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 the host of the million dollar body podcast has a gigantic nose, bless his heart. No, that's still offensive. Okay. Um, so I um, one of my buddies has taught me rather than saying but, just say and. Hey, I think I think you're a really great person, and I'd like to not be dating you anymore. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not you, it's me. So I think that's that's one that we that can really get us down in terms of our communication with others. I also think that um, from a sales perspective, when someone asks you for a question and you start off with a "well" or "it really depends." Those can be kind of disempowering to you in the moment. I think a lot of times what people want is a more affirmative, like a more affirmative answer. So, you know, if we're, if we're working as, as a sales professional, as I know a lot of us are, then just making sure that we have the, we have the knowledge base and the authority to, to, to give people more realistic answers. So when someone's like, hey, what's better, a push-up or a bench press? You can be like, a push-up. A push-up is better. And then you can go in to describe a little bit more. But if you're always like, well, it really depends on who you are and what you're, and what you're like, 
yes, that might be technically technically accurate. It really disempowers you and removes people's intention, like energy and attention from the conversation. So that's just, those are some of my follow-ups on those weasel words as well from a conversational or sales perspective. So hopefully this has been helpful for you. I really want to make sure that everything we're doing is leading us towards that exemplary above average dominant lifestyle and not necessarily putting us into the category where we're, where we're just living the average life because the, at the end of the day, average people are in debt. They're overweight. They're in bad relationships. They don't have any friends. That's what average looks like, right? So we don't want to be average. Let's be above average. We have all the tools. We have all the information. We have amazing coaches and other people who have gone before and done this. So let's shortcut the process and follow along with someone who's, who's doing it to push ourselves to, to get the results we want. We're going into a new decade, a brand new, brand new year. It's going to be amazing. So just watch how you talk to yourself, watch how you treat yourself and make it a commitment over the next month, the month of, of January, 2020, or whenever you listen to this to stop saying, I'll try, I can't, it's bad, or I need, if we can get rid of those four words from your vocabulary, your life is going to change. Okay. So hopefully this has been really helpful for you. This is uh, Nate Palmer from the Million Dollar Body Podcast. And if you're not a part of the Million Dollar Body group on Facebook, you need to be in there because it's an amazing group of motivated growth mindset individuals who are all about helping each other out. And always, there's always a great conversation going on in there. I post a lot of my high quality nutrition training and mindset tips as well as some sales tactics because I know that's what's going to help us get to not only our physical, our mental, but also our financial goals. And that's important to me. So I hope you guys have had an amazing day. Make keep it super, super positive in that in the dialogue you're you're using to for yourself. And if you have any other questions, drop them below. I'll talk to you soon. Coach Nate out.